do not attempt to adjust your settings. We have commandeered this channel and are now streaming our pirate broadcast. This is the pirate stream. Welcome to the Pirate Stream Dialectical Dissidents, episode 11. Thank you for joining us today, guys. We've got a great show planned for you today and some interesting things to talk about, some big button topics that everyone's, you know, the banking discussion, you, I mean, everything seemingly is a big button topic today, but it's always fun to be joined by Scott Armstrong and Courtney Turner and get into all of this and talk about, you know, the, the dynamic, the interesting ways we see things as the three of us together, which yeah. I love. I love this dynamic in general. So what's going on, guys? How are you? Well, I want to apologize to all of you out there. So I just, you know, double booked myself. I just have so many things going on these days that I completely <laughs> forgot that I have something. So I'm actually going to be stepping out in about half an hour. But these guys got the show after that. So anyway. Yeah. It's, very, it's to be here. very kind of Scott to blame himself when it's my my fault that I showed up late today. So <laughs> <laughs> myself. And I'm going on three hours sleep. So I'm just going to roll she, with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She also has another show after this, too. So she's right, right. Hours. Sleep and doing the right voices tonight. Yes. That too, you guys. So Courtney's just like on fire. Well, thank right. you. I'm gonna hope that I don't light myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna be a little flap happy today. Yeah, cool. that, that's kind of the uh, sleep deprived. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What that you, this is how you gotta in this field. You know, you just. I mean, even as we do. I mean, all three of us. I think we work pretty intensively you know multiple shows multiple oh, yeah. th and even then i don't know about you guys but i tend to feel like i'm still missing things every single day Always. like and that's Always. it's hard but you know you, that's i think that's the drive that that we need in this business yeah, yeah. i think you know, even if we were covering literally everything we probably still wouldn't be happy with what yeah. we were doing yeah and i think that's gonna be good for this this kind of what we got going on because yeah. i am almost to a fault that way i just am like full steam ahead go 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 i don't even care like just kick things out of the way and let's right. do it. And you guys are like well hold on let's let's, let's kind of like talk about it's a perfect medium right yeah, balance exactly. <laughs> well anything anything on i've got as always a zillion things we could talk about but anything on the top of your guys mind you want to jump uh, into that well, you I think, think is we want to talk about the events yeah that's doing. important to talk about so we got oh the, definitely we got definitely events and then the t-lab Tomorrow. Definitely. Yeah, so. uh, I had this on the docket, but I meant to start. But yeah. if let's just jump right into that, because yeah. this this is actually I, I'm really excited about this. Yep. This is something you guys have been working on. And as I said on my show the other day, I like it better with our, our view on there uh, the, that I, the other day. Which one is that? Oh, there we go. There we go. Get it, Ryan. Yeah. Get it. Get it. There we go. Yeah. So th I, th this is something that you two have done uh, on uh, independent of mm -hmm. either projects that we're working on and that I'm just going to be a part of and, and speaking yeah. and playing and everything. And, but I think I'm really excited for this because it's very hot. You know, I, I actually are there other people that are going to be coming that aren't on the list. Yeah. OK, I, I, I almost got, said got, too much I've last got, of the show. Some, <laughs> I was just texting right before the show that have, that have confirmed and it's going to be just it's continuing to get more and more awesome mm -hmm. as we go along. Um, but you know, right now headliners, we've got like Jay Dyer, his wife, Jamie, we've got Alex Zek, we've got Ryan, of course, and you know, so Mike many other people flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Flying from, in from all over the country to be a part of it. And it's going to be a pretty epic event at a very awesome venue that we're just like, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be cool. It's nice. Be cool, you guys. nice. Yeah, yeah. And they put a lot of work into this guys, like yeah. a lot. And it, it's, it's going to be, yeah. it's, I, I love the name too. Rebels for a cause, which stands for creative artists uniting for the sovereignty of everyone. And you it know. is hosted by Fun Network, which is yeah. a, it's Fun LLC. Sorry, it's the Freedom Unity Network. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we're, and that's what it's all about, man. We're, we're trying to have fun with all this. We get into yeah. these heavy topics mm -hmm. all the time. We're trying to have fun 
and like affect culture together in a positive, positive way. Right, that's right. The whole point. Yeah. While informing people, while talking, mm-hmm. because every, there's going to be a lot. Of, I mean, at least my speech. I don't know about anybody else, yeah. but I'm going to be spitting truth while I'm there for sure. <laughs> we all are. We all are. And good, we're going to do a panel while yep. we're there. Yep. Yes, nice. Yeah. For Pirate Stream, yeah? For, yep. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So it's the weekend of June 3rd and 4th, and just go to Rebels for Cause, F-O-R, Cause.com, and you can read all about it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the links will be in the show notes uh, tonight, so you guys can check it out. Um, but And then also, by the way, we, tomorrow... We have the event coming up for TLAB, for the, yeah. the, the fundraising event, which you'll be, as I said, you're welcome to come to the, into the studio yeah, if you yeah, want to join that way. That'd be fun. Um, so we'll be doing it this will. event tomorrow. Um, so it's 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central. And it's going to be, it's fun. There's a lot going on that we haven't even barely talked about. Scott put some work in to get some really cool special t-shirts made for Ooh. limited edition too. It's going to be ending like the next day. Yeah. So you can buy them, but it'll be done the next yeah, day. Yeah, it's going to be live during the show, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit after. And then that's it. Just yep. opportunity. And then we'll be doing giveaways as well. We've got some cool prizes to give away. I got some, like, some extra special things yeah, too. So Brian always comes through with <laughs> stuff, but we've got some incentives and You'll see. You guys will see. Just show up tomorrow. You know, yeah. there's going to be all kinds of uh, surprise guests and stuff. Definitely. Ooh. Yeah, and that's the best part is there's going to be a bunch it of surprise is. guests popping in. And it's yeah. kind of been I, – I almost wanted it to be informal and, mm-hmm. like, casual, kind of like the Union of the Unwanted. Right, where right. I mean, I got all sorts of people that I've invited, like you can imagine, like pretty much everybody, and just – having just tell them to join I'm, ho- I'm hoping we get a point where we've got like four or five like people that you've never seen together just kind of oh, casually discussing awesome. random things that would be very fun i was so excited good- about it that i promoted it last week nice. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was a week early yeah. it's gonna be uh pretty much an all-day event like yeah. noon to five-ish eastern eastern yeah who mm-hmm. knows like who knows how, how yeah maybe we'll just go all night who knows we'll see. Going, dude. Yeah, just a 24-hour telethon right definitely anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow. yeah make sure you're there it'll be fun well, so I don't know what you guys want to start on before I get into some tabs or anything like that. Anything that's well, pressing on your mind right now? I, I, do you we think it's important? Talking about we, the whole Trump. Uh, we went to I, yeah, you have that up there. Okay. Well, I mean, I have pretty much everything going on right yeah, now, but right. I, I, it's interesting, isn't it? it? It's very interesting. I, I don't know what you guys think about it, but just it's a little reminiscent of uh, January so, six, yeah. right? Right. Like uh, we're going to do a rally, and I don't know how that's going to go. Well, but I don't know well, how trusting. I, I heard you talking about this on your show. Mm-hmm. But my very first immediate reaction is that somebody reached out to me and they're like. You know, did you see that Trump was back on Twitter and or what is it, uh, YouTube and Facebook or whatever it was? Like, yeah. he reinstated his accounts, and uh, that was like earlier this week. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, weird, timing, weird, weird timing. Right in time for him to now, like, allegedly, like, incite his audience. So, like, they yeah. want his message amplified. They want this. You know, we're seeing it all again. It's so funny, guys. So just. God, just don't, just don't play politics, folks. Like, just get it. They all hate you. They all want you dead. They all want you poor. They all want you subject. <laughs> just don't get involved in this nonsense. Who cares? I would, I think it would be hilarious if he gets arrested. I don't know, laugh my ass off. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I, I'm not necessarily rooting for him to get arrested, but I don't want to see innocent citizens no. being roped into what yeah, could right, potentially right. be a false flag where they're going to be victims again. They're going to yes. make more poli- 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 political prisoners. You know, that's right. really, yeah. um, yeah, that's what I don't want to see. I, I, I think, it, you know, you got to look at it from all the different angles, right? I mean, the first point of it is like whether or not this is like some orchestrated event, and Trump is even involved, like yeah, it, it, whether or not it's going to be capitalized on. Like exactly. that's so people like you're talking about are going to show up and some of them may just want to be violent. Some of them may be, you know, m- tricked into it by something. Either way, they're going to point at it or try to execute that to achieve the end. That's my opinion. Waste, right? right. But I think that we got to like for, my first thought was ultimately if Donald Trump is promoting I mean, he hasn't promoted violence. So no. first and foremost, he's like. 
let's take our country back, which the Democrats say, let's take our, our nation. Democrats seemingly say, take our country back. It's weird how they pretend it means something when they want it to. Right. But he has never called for violence in this yeah. really ever, as far as I can tell. But all of these people in high levels of position, you know, on the left are literally going, he called for violence. This is a threat to our country. And it's being wildly blown out of proportion. So I wonder whether or not with the angle of him being let his accounts back, if he knows that. Like if he, if they're just trying to walk him in yeah, right. to this, or that's or he's part of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm I open to both. That's what's happening, but it, it looks like that's what might be happening. And I mm-hmm. think it's also interesting that it's right after he also made that whole announcement about the freedom cities. <laughs> right. Yeah, which was weird. So weird. Yeah. I mean, um, Liberty lockdown. Land. How is it going to be? I, as a it's a scam concept. I'll just say I think it's a great concept, yeah, yeah. like from a trolling perspective. If that's what he did it for, yeah. <laughs> right. But if it, you're really trying to do it, why are you doing it? We talked about this last time. Why yeah. are you doing it with government land? And well, yeah. there is no such thing as government. It's unconstitutional, right? I the know. idea that the federal government owns that. Liberty Lockdown did a really great kind of spiel about it. I thought it was funny, okay. but just I, I, it's ridiculous because it, it is whether he knows it or not. And that's I always leave that caveat. Right, I don't sure. think I think Trump gets. Things get set in front of him by people that he I thinks think he can try. Right. And you go, oh, that's a great idea. And, you know, he likes he being the one it. that's got the good idea, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's inherently, it's the opposite of what we should want. We don't want them handing us more things or uh, pretending we've got agency within an area they control. Like, it's not real, you know. And I just don't, I hate that that is tricking a lot of people that know better, right. you know. But to the point about this, it's like, I just don't know where to place it. And weirdly enough, by the way, the weirdly juxtaposed next to Putin getting a warrant for his arrest. I don't necessarily think they or know that they're connected, but odd timing, right? Do you have it's, any thoughts it's there? odd timing, and whether they're connected or not, I'm sure the media is going to hype them both up. Right, they, right. So they both look like they're in the forefront, mm-hmm. and then you can draw whatever conclusions from there. Yeah. Well, so do you guys think he's actually going to be arrested? Like that, that's the. It's funny how it hasn't even developed. We have like we're like three conversations down this na- rabbit this narrative, I don't think and he's going to be arrested. No, I think it's a bunch of hype. I mean, I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll find out on Tuesday, but I I just don't see it. I think it's a bunch of hype. I kind of thought the same thing. He's trying to get rally support. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Too, which yeah. is okay. Like I can't that's believe that mean, calling yeah. for protest is being called violence. No, when you know I, what I mean. I not not that you meant yeah. that, but yeah, it, it's no, it's definitely not. This is what he. This is what his lawyer said on the seventeenth. Okay. Trump will surrender to face charges if indicted. Like this is enough. Right now, this is a story being blown out of proportion because of the unknown or the idea that somehow people are going to resist something where he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like okay. I'll go through the process." You know, he'll resist yeah. politically or whatever else. But I don't know. I feel like I think the crux of this is that we have people that are lost in the paradigm that are being played, whether Trump's involved or not. Yeah. And it's another January, like you said, January sixth kind of idea. And I'm just desperately trying to tell people not to take the bait. Right. Please don't exactly. fall into it. Even if you think Trump's, you know, calling for violence, why would you fall into that? You right. know, it just seems like a really dangerous trap right and now. And even if you just think, want to support Trump, I mean, there are other ways to support him. I, I think that, like, hopefully people learn from this lesson because they will use any excuse to get more political prisoners and to make Absolutely. an example. Absolutely. So. Here's a here's an interesting article. The silence is deafening. Florida Governor DeSantis still has not said anything on Soros back DA Bragg's garbage case and threats against President Trump. So it's just like, you know, it's interesting that DeSantis is now obligated to do something because of something that hasn't happened yet. And that Soros-backed DA, which is a fair statement, but Soros puts a lot of money in front of a lot of people. But it's an interesting, oh, this, and this is Gateway Fund. 
it, I just, it, I don't know. I just, the way that this, I, the division between the two of them is also yeah. very interesting. I'm not even yeah. sure where to place all this yet. It's almost like oh. Gateway Pundit is trying to like slander DeSantis. They're just, they're just playing the Trump card. Is that what's going on? Oh yeah. No, I'm not sure really. I mean, it's it, the way you read it is it's kind of, it feels like it's DeSantis not doing what yeah. he's supposed to, yeah, you know, exactly. and he should be way stepping way. up to defend yeah. Trump. That's, and it's like, it's an odd, um, it's an odd place right they there. They are very much they're pitting very Trump. Trump very and yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but they're also, they're pitting Trump and DeSantis against each yeah. other. We're right. seeing that constantly. Now, th- this is another one I thought you guys would be interested in. Though this is just a cap, you know, screenshot of Raheem's tweet that is out there. But it says the people telling Americans not to protest. It's just, this is an interesting play on kind of a mix of what we're saying. Right. People telling Americans not to protest and impeding arrest uh, to not in- protest the impeding arrest, impending, excuse me, I can't read, impending arrest of their former and future president are bad faith actors or double agents trying to get people to roll over the establishment. Now, before we address the weird way he framed that, the second part I agree with. Our right to protest is a trap will later become our right to speak is a trap. Silent. Okay, I, with that, but who's is anybody out there saying that you, that protesting is the trap or rather that the driving to violence is the trap and i get how they're connected how you mm-hmm. could you know agent provocateurs and all that right. but it's interesting blending of it what do you think about that well i think they're trying to obliterate the first amendment yes and so they're trying to weaponize the language so that people conflate you know what it means to peaceably assemble mm-hmm. what it means to have a redress of grievances these are the first amendment i mean it's not just freedom of speech right. freedom of religion it is the right to peaceably assemble the right to redress grievances and most people don't even know that those two are in the first amendment most people don't know most of the amendments yeah. constitution yeah right but I, I i think that that's it's it's to complete the language to scare people mm-hmm. not to exercise their first amendment rights definitely definitely I really agree i really agree it may get to being scared into not doing it. right you know, that's what it's all about it's all about just pacified make people docile afraid like stay in your corner because they know that that you know if they if our if our beefs were able to be legitimately aired out and people were actually at the mm. evidence and listen to what we had to say it'd be game over for everything right so right. they have the only what the only tool the only <clears> thing <throat> they have is like censorship and just fear tactics and just making it like just, yeah not no 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 fair trials no none of that dude. Yeah. yeah well it's just the interesting blend of it though like the idea that you know you're people telling them not to protest which i actually understand like you know don't but but that then it tur- like so i guess the scam is that he might not even believe, realize what he's doing by or the people that are saying that mm-hmm. they're saying don't do it because you're going to get played they're going to trick you but that inadvertently creates a situation where you just never then push back essentially well I, that was my concern back with january 6th because mm-hmm. i remember that there were people warning that this could be a trap mm-hmm. and which it was it, i think it, it very was clearly. they weren't wrong yeah. <laughs> as the results show they yeah. <laughs> but my concern was that people still need to take a stand yeah there needs to be even though they're going to lie about the numbers which they did even though they're going to suppress the the evidence of the people the crowd they still there's still something to be said for just the energy of numbers mm-hmm. and i think that that is powerful and so i i felt like it was important for people to show that the problem is that we're I, I think that intentionally they're putting us in this weird kind of catch 22 where people don't want to take the stand because they, they're afraid rightfully. So they're going to be trapped and the evidence throughout history has shown that that's legitimate. That's a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. And, but then, yeah, the, 
the the problem is that people might be silenced and then there is yeah. no pushback. Mm -hmm. And then every, as with all of these events, it just, you know, even if there is like a million people that assembled peacefully, there's always that group of people that infiltrate and create violence. That's how and, or, 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 or even just violence. genuine people though, too. Yeah. Like there are actually people that just want to create violence for their own reasons yeah, yeah. or right. uh, exactly. your, your concern, I think is the right. biggest, the anger yeah. provocateurs. Yeah. But, yeah, but it then just happens and there could be like, you know, the, the mob mentality where like yeah. the people get sucked into it, like almost like inadvertently. But then also it's like, it's like, okay, so how do we do that on the other side? How do we infiltrate on the other side? And because that's what they, they just get violent anyway. So we show up and be like, we'll infiltrate and be like, no, guys, we need to be peaceful. Like, oh, I see what you there, mean. Like, there. going, so well, we're like, we're, we're the peaceful provocateur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It would be so great if the numbers were so great that mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, I mean, I, I always go back to like the founding fathers and like Tea Party. I mean, it was like pretty much the whole country, you know, rallying up over mm -hmm. less than a 2% tax. And now it's like it's these small numbers, and so it's much easier for them to create whatever narratives they want to right. to scare people, to control them, to make political prisoners. But can you imagine if? I mean, I really think there were over a million people there January sixth, regardless of what mm -hmm. they say, because mm -hmm. I was there. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't at the Capitol, but you know, I was at the ellipse, and they were just trying to walk out of that line. Yeah, yeah it was huge. so so congested. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, they lie about those numbers, but can you imagine if there had been like. 30 million people right i mean there's 350 million people in this country right so <laughs> that's that's the whole that's kind of like the essence of why these can be important you know right. they're always important you know or you know or a valuable tool sure. i don't think they really achieve what we think they can and right. should today but you're right like you get if you if you, this is kind of the argument I, we've been making you know if you get everybody in this country to stand right. up and collectively go we're not being represented exactly. and to who you're speaking to yeah it's you can decide for yourself but people right. in the world will recognize that and go okay the americans are on our side they see that we're also not represented right. the palestinians or you know whatever else other group we're trying to have you know solidarity with and i think that's just a step in the right direction okay, you know let's, and, get, let's get 200 million people to washington dc i'd be down for that let's do it 200 million people yeah. Right. But so, so, so let's bring this full circle then. Okay. So we end up there with 200 million people yeah. and I guarantee that they execute every possible thing under the sun because there's never seen this kind of event before. It's unprecedented. Right. So they have people with, you know, there's piles of bricks everywhere and people yeah. are, you know, so yeah, what do we do? How do we, what do we do? Uh, we just, we just, um, anybody, it's just a blanket rule. Anybody that's instigating making gestures, anything violent in any way, shape, or form. Right. You just get tackled to the ground and hogtied. I agree, actually. Maybe minus the hogtying, but I agree. That, like, here, here's the Jungle thing. Law. Nobody, nobody, nobody gets to do, get away with any sort of violence, property destruction, none of that. Yeah. 100% people, anybody acting violent is a, is an infiltrator or, or somebody that's not on our side. Right. And honestly, if the infiltrators were outnumbered by so greatly, mm -hmm. yeah. they would be much more intimidated. Yeah. Well, it depends on if they're, you know, like agents. Like, I doubt they'd be intimidated because that's what they do, right? I mean, they're 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 putting themselves in a so position of insecurity. Effective, though. I mm -hmm. mean, if you're 200 million people and you have like even even 200 million, you had one million. Like, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you would. You would probably have a lot less. Mm -hmm. But even if you had one million infiltrators compared to 200 million people, it, their impact is going to be a it's lot really lower. Easy. Well, it's I guess really it's easy. It's really easy. Anybody instigating or advocating or initiating violence is 100% not on your side. You're right. This is where I th I, I'm with this. I, I think like there's a, there's a group I saw yeah. doing this where they had this argument where they said, and it was a much smaller protest, yeah. but they said, okay, when, when something begins to happen, we, there, there's a term, something's yelled and everybody instantly puts all their hands in the air. Right. And, and how in the world are you going to frame somebody being violent when you can see this crowd of a hundred thousand people yeah. with all their hands? Right. And it's like, well, so, something along those lines. I'm with you. I think well, that's the way I to go. That, so when I was in LA, there was a, a, 
a like rally and it was a it was a Trump rally mm-hmm. and which is unusual in LA, but it was a Trump rally wow. and there were a bunch of Antifa uh, instigators mm-hmm. and the rally just circled around them and started chanting like singing USA mm-hmm. USA exactly. and they just basically killed them with kindness right and like pro America enthusiasm and they they piped down. <laughs> Yeah. It was really like interesting it. to watch. Yeah. Here's an interesting example of exactly what we're talking about. But it, as we know, it didn't turn out the way that we might want it to. Here's an example. And we've seen this before, despite it being framed as a just brand new breaking thing that we've seen 15, 14, 1,000 times. But it's the same video from a different angle of people stopping the, what are arguably, I agree, either leftist or Antifa banging on the window at the Capitol, right? So, and what happens is everybody seems to step in and try to like physically stop this guy. And yet it still ended up, the, the narrative is what they, I mean, they still call it an armed insurrection, guys. It's, the they narrative is all that matters. Phones, That's yeah. actually what they argue. Sticks and, and you know, this rock on the ground. Like, yeah. it's just such an abstract reaching. We know armed insurrection means guns, and that's what it always has meant, you know. But watch this. You guys have seen it. Basically just everybody stopping them. And the woman's like, that's not what we do. So look, the example is simple though, right? So you can, this was the window that cut one of the earliest moments we saw where they were breaking the window. And, and that's that pointed at by the corporate media, right? And yet you see at least three examples of people on the Trumps. I mean, it's the entire crowd physically stopping them. And that's not enough to right. challenge their narrative, you know? So it's like, so it's, you know, there's got to be another answer to this. How do we circumvent, how do we overcome that kind of overwhelming narrative? And that really applies to everything we're talking about, right? In every, every realm of this, it's, it's, I don't have the answer, right? But I think where we're going with yeah. this is the right direction. Yeah, it, it, whether or not, okay, maybe they're just misguided. Maybe they just got caught up in the thing. Maybe they are, have like, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, you're just getting violence. You get taken out. Right. Uh, like, in a, in a, you know, not taken out, taken out, but you get put on the ground. And this, and this implies coordination, yeah. right? So we have to, people need to be more organized yeah. about, you know, if you're going to stand up and protest for something, then make sure everyone that's going there with you and just teams know, you're working yeah. with. And, this? You know? we, just, we just make it known. If you come to these rallies and you start to act rally, you're going to get your ass. <laughs> well, you know, we'll we'll give you a stern talking to. Stern talking. Ask kicking. Can't say that on the record. Not, yeah. not, but I agree with your no, organization. There does need to be more organization from the people who are exercising their rights and their freedoms. No, I I agree. Um, I agree. Because the people really don't know how to organize at all. I mean, I remember this and we had this whole plan of like how like codes of how we would connect with each other because you're most likely going to be atomized just just by sheer nature of mm-hmm. the number of people and we couldn't even get the walkie talkies to work I mean, <laughs> it, and these a lot of the people i went with were former or active military oh you mean like because of like interference yeah, yeah that's happening yeah. that happens too that's crazy every time I mean, that was i saw that like a decade ago where the people's phones weren't working or the Brian would be streaming while well, that was doing like on oh, Brian Richmond, you know, and it just would just stop working in front of certain buildings. It's like, it's, we knew the cell phones won't work. Mm-hmm. That's why we brought these, uh, like essentially walkie talkies, but those didn't work either. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he- here's another example. And then let me, let me just jump to something else that I think yeah. is interesting about the narrative conversation is you guys might've seen this as well, that, the whole Hunter Biden laptop. And this is this is actually the best example of the whole narrative over facts kind of argument, yep. right? So as you guys can see, basically what was reported is that Hunter Biden, and this is true, he he uh, is suing the the store for a breach of privacy and the laptop. And yet the media who's still arguing that that's not his and that's a fake story, mm-hmm. none of them have retracted what they wrote. 
And so is Glenn Greenwald just pointing out that he that he sued the Delaware repair shop. And yet nobody since then has come up to be like, yeah, OK, we were wrong. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And I love his point. And I think we all agree with this, that the reason is because retracting errors is what legitimate journalists do. And they're not legitimate yeah. journalists. Right. right. And that yeah. makes sense. Pretty yeah. interesting. It is really interesting. I mean, yeah, they're going after Trump, supposedly. I mean, I, don't, I still don't know what it is he's supposedly being arrested for. Does oh, it's know? yeah. It's the Stormy, Stormy Daniels yeah. thing. It's okay. about some payment that he gave his lawyer, his lawyer gave. And I mean, that, my that's point, what I thought, but I'm like, so Hilarious. even that, if more. that was legitimate compared to the whole Biden crime family, like right. Or even, let's just even take Trump by himself. I agree with you. Yeah. There's so much more to focus on with Biden, but they're pointing at an ex-president. But if you're even going to point at Trump, you're not going to worry about, I mean, we could go off of the 44 shows right now about things that any president is guilty of, sure. but you're going to go after him on an alleged payment to Stormy Daniels. Like how insulting to the American people, really? Yeah, I mean, is. Yemen people are being murdered right now from any administration or Syria or, you know, Trump executed the Bolivia. It's just like, who cares? It's all right. about Stormy Daniels. That's just stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, I can yeah. name some stuff I'd want to see him go to prison for right, right now. Right, right now. Go ahead. What you got? <laughs> hey, I've been saying for a while now. If, you, if like if, if someone is, if they're gonna pin this whole injection thing on anybody, I say give it. Like, I'll, I'll watch him. I'll watch him go. Hey, if the they're gonna pin it on him, yeah, yeah, crimes against humanity. Trump. Amen. See you later. I'm with you, man. Yeah. I mean, whether or not he got played into it or not, he's yeah. still promoting it. Yep. You can't. You, that's yeah. you can't yeah. take that back. I'm never, never forget that. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's crazy. Nope. Yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, if we could talk about some COVID stuff, if we want to get into it, because I've got some some pretty alarming, like there there's some there's been some stuff going on even today about doctors who are still, as of like recently, having children come into their office and literally telling them you you aren't allowed to say no when their parents aren't even around, mm-hmm. and and then and then things have happened to some of these kids, mm-hmm. and so there's this whole ongoing lawsuit right now. Of this, let me see if I can grab the the woman I like I had planned to bring it up today. I just since we we're talking about COVID stuff, yeah. that this woman is is basically knowingly doing this. There's a bunch of different lawsuits happening right now. Here's the uh, the gist of it, and her name is um, Joanne Reethy. or no, it's it's a uh, Janine Reethy. And I mean, there's an actual lawsuit, like the actual documentation is she's being sued from a bunch of different angles in regard to exactly the story. The one point that caught my attention was simply that this this is this is testimony from the family. In this case, Mrs. McNeil, Mrs. McNeil's, the the mother's two minor children were held in a room by the defendant until she overcame their will and forcibly vaccinated them while physically preventing them from consulting their mother. I can't even I mean, at any point in history, that's completely outside of. I mean, it's illegal. It's, humanity. Yeah. That's like, and children. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's this in, in, in this context now, while we have all the information we now have, and even they've admitted, you know, these are hurting people more than we admitted. And even that's a lie. It's more than that. You know, it's, right. I just, it just blows me away that this is even still happening. I can't get past this same point. The narrative is more important than the actual reality, even to doctors, apparently. It's the parents that are suing? Is yeah. The, the actual lawsuit, uh, the one, the one main they're one here. That's all they're getting is a lawsuit. Right. Right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, in some situations. Like, well, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, think about that from the perspective of parents, especially if something happens. That's what I'm saying. The parent. Like, I mean, I mean it, as a parent, it's your biological instinct to do anything to protect your child. And Seriously. I, that, that means anything. I, I would have to show a lot of restraint just to settle for a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would too. Wow. Yeah, man. Dude, that is unbelievable. I have had, you know, friends back in Oregon. This was so tragic, you know, in a co-parenting situation where, like, you know, like one parent 
And I remember one case in particular, like three young boys, like under seven, you know what I mean? And then the mom was like fully bought into everything, right? And then like behind his back went and got all three of his sons like ejected, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, and he was just devastated, absolutely devastated. Like he was just like, and I'm like, what? Well, I just can't even imagine being in that situation. Hmm. It's unbelievable. So yeah, for, it's for a doctor to come in. And do yeah. that. Seriously. Well, I mean, how do you explain that? Like, it shows the doctors are so bought in. I mean, that's well, what's. Really, kind of astounding. It, it really is, but like, so to what angle though? I mean, like, so you have a doctor; they're all, they're you know Hippocratic oath, right? Do no right. harm, and the, and the argument is, I mean, even they now at least somewhat know that these things are having negative yeah, consequences, yeah. so they just don't care about their oath. I mean, that I mean, I I don't think all doctors genuinely care about these things anyway, or all professions. Yeah. There are bad people in any course, field, you right? That phase of the narrative, like, this is one of my favorites, where they they, they went back and said, well, technically the Hippocratic oath doesn't actually say do no harm. Remember that they were trying to deconstruct oh, yeah. it. And Always. Like, well, you know, it doesn't right. really actually mean that. Like, the only you go time all they all the way back to like you know Hippocrates, you know, he kind of was like <laughs> having a weird mood that you know, kind of like they really tried to like. Right. The only time they care about nuance. Yeah. Right. Exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. That's right. Jeez. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I can only speculate, but it makes me think that they, they're being either uh, coerced, blackmailed, bribed, bribed uh, you know. Yeah. That's I mean, always money. a huge factor. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can certainly Ideology. speculate. I can't speak for yeah. all of these doctors, but and we certainly have a lot of evidence to indicate that all of those things are probably occurring. It's probably all of them simultaneously. Yeah, right, that's what I mean. Yeah. That but too. it's really yeah. tragic that they would put knowing that there's a risk, even even if they didn't know exactly to the extent of what these things are doing, to, but to is. forcibly hold children Seriously. against their parents' will, it's just it's they're bad. They're knowing. bad people. I don't care what you believe. You're thinking you are equivocating. You are rationalizing a crime because of you know whatever rationalizing. I really don't care what you think is happening. I don't care if you are. I don't care if we are actually living in the biggest pandemic of our lifetimes. You still. I mean, and this is what we are supposed to remember from the Nuremberg trials. And it just if people are just so quick to forget these things. And again, I don't. I think it's because it was politically advantageous at the time to make that argument as the u.s government right so people pretend that's who we are and then suddenly they make a slanted argument and people just fall people are followers yeah. by and large you yeah. know and that's that was another fun part of the narrative too where mm-hmm. they said well the nerve doesn't apply because these are all approved drugs like that that nerve is specifically for experimentation approved. right and so these yeah. are these are approved drugs now so it's well, like but, no. No. but they're not though yeah. the they're, like, they're, they're like just you know arguing against the ethics of it with like just like uh you know loopholes and stuff it's like well, okay that doesn't dismiss the fact that this is still wrong. You know? mm-hmm. The other thing that I found so fascinating was with the whole Nuremberg argument. You know, there were people like uh, Fulminish who were trying to propose like a Nuremberg uh, number two. Mm-hmm. And not that I think that Nuremberg was really a success. I no. mean, that, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, exactly. But what was just so shocking to me was some really intelligent people got very, they, they would rationalize and get very like hyper intellectualized about it. Well, technically, Nuremberg Code is not a law, so therefore, we really can't use it. And this really doesn't help us. It wasn't a law back then either, right? right? Just right. newsflash, it was yeah. not a law. That's why it was created. So wh- where is the will of the people to stand up for right and wrong anymore? Right. Well, I, 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 there's two ways to look at it. One is either that they are also being swayed by arguments or that they're out there just like us going, this isn't okay, but they're just not being focused on. Right. I really believe that's happening more than we realize because we don't have a way to under, even back then yeah. before the internet, there's no way for you to know what was really going on other than reading the newspaper. Right. And they lied to you then too, right? And sure. so we just need to realize that we've always had this kind of false 
impression of what's actually happening. And you just really need to take your own kind of, you know, like look at multiple sources, ask your neighbors, have conversations. And even then always question it and realize maybe you could be wrong. I mean, that always has to be the standing logical, you know, position. Sure. I think in that case, though, that that was a very targeted type of, uh, you know, a narrative to to pit people against each other like that. That's what they do. They infiltrate. It's kind of like a cognitive infiltration. So they're infiltrating the groups who are against, you know, the injections and what was happening and these mandates. And then they uh, infiltrate with this messaging of, OK, well, this strategy, because they realized that there was a real a movement mm-hmm. to try and do like a Nuremberg two type of trial and so they tried to appeal to these people telling them that, that there was no hope, that that was not, you know, a, a clear path and that that was very problematic and don't waste your time. I think it's another psyop. It was another way of pacifying people who would have otherwise stood up and at least started investigating what mm-hmm. could be done. And again, think about the power of numbers. So, you know, even if it's not a law, you know, again, a Nuremberg Code one wasn't a law either. That's mm. why it was created. I still think if enough people had rallied behind and really started investigating what can be done to hold these people accountable and to stop, you know, perpetuation of more people being harmed by this, mm-hmm. then we might be in a different place today. So. Yeah, definitely. You guys, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Okay. I, I love you guys so much out there. Thank <laughs> you for hanging out. Thank you for understanding. These you're in good hands. So, all right, I'll catch you guys next time. All I'll right. show I'll show up on time next time, guys. I promise. <laughs> no, no joke. I actually, I can't even believe I did this. I actually, see you later, Scott. I actually thought it was eleven when it was twelve. Like I did that. I'm that guy. I can't believe it. But <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It's, it's that old oven clock. It's a long story, but you know. <laughs> it's like I have so much time. Yeah, seriously, up. I'll hang out. No big deal. I'm coming here with my hair on fire, but. <clears throat> but we, Nure, the Nuremberg discussion is interesting to me because, you know, it's it's like you said, well, there are a couple ways to look at it. First of all, to the original point, it's whether or not we're talking about Nuremberg mm-hmm. or not like the way they're framed. Well, Nuremberg specifically wouldn't apply. They're really just kind of saying accountability. That, exactly. That's all they're really going for. Right. And so they got shut. Like you're saying, they got pressured back under a, a something, you know, a manipulation of the reality. Yeah to not actually seek accountability. But it's an interesting thing to talk about the original concept, right? Because look at, look, if we understand things like project paper, operation, operation project paperclip paper yeah. or, uh, you know, Dr. Ishii from Japan and all these, you know, the, this, this, the illusion of accountability didn't really exist. Like 371, I think it was. Yeah. Well, just the, the inclusion of people that were supposed to be the bad guys, right. you know, and, and using them because, well, it benefited us or rather the government. Well, so well, then having the front guys that took the fall and it was just a small handful while they right. ensconced and smuggled the rest of them off to, to the intelligence agencies across the, the sea right. here and then just continued the project just in a different place. There's a valid conversation that needs to be had about. I think that's happening now. Oh, I agree. Well, but I mean, like, not just about, like, about the entire, like, I mean, we've, we've talked, we should actually do an entire show about the whole okay. forgotten histories or the, the reality. Let's do it. You know, the problem is that people are very afraid to talk about, especially World War II, because oh, it's, well, no, even if you don't even bring up the Holocaust part of it, you end up being conflated with saying that. And look, we are not afraid to talk about historical f- facts or lies or whether or not they could be. You right, know what I mean? Like right. if you're not if you're afraid to sit down and, and investigate the the discussion around the Holocaust and whether some of it could be false or not, then you don't care about the truth. I People mean, will always attack you for trying to do things in, in you know, uh, contentious truth. Go ahead. Totally. And I will say this as a Jew. Like, I am very aware that the Frankfurt School had a very clear messaging. This was part of the whole intersectional politics mm-hmm. was to 
create this narrative for Jews to wrap their whole identity around the Holocaust. And it was incredibly effective. And I'm not saying that, you know, it wasn't tragic or that, you know, millions of lives were, you know, either lost or Mm -hmm. destroyed or hurt in the process. I mean, we know that that's true. Uh, You know, I know many people's family members, my family, I had, they were more affected by the pogroms. Mm -hmm. My great grandmother Mm -hmm. watched her mother be sliced in half by the pogroms. Mm -hmm. You know, so the persecution is real. It's legitimate. And certainly the Jews have experienced it. I would argue one of largely more than most other groups, but there was still a narrative Mm -hmm. to create this, to attach this identity to the Holocaust. And that was, and when you read the Frankfurt School documents, like it's very clear that that was part of their messaging. So people get into, as you're saying, they're afraid to have an honest conversation about it. You know, you can say the Holocaust was a terrible thing. We don't want to repeat it. And you can also say, okay, it was being weaponized and they're using it as a cover, and they're also using it to pit people against each other and to create identity politics. And my point, though, is to argue, regardless of anybody's opinion, is that should it be like if somebody sat down next to us and goes and said, I think it's entirely fake and it didn't happen to be, uh, you know, point is you need to be able to have a conversation with people that have different opinions, even if it's something you may find offensive. Otherwise, you don't really care about understanding someone's perspective, especially if this person may not be coming from a perspective of hate or negativity, just feeling like they have a different perspective. And that doesn't just apply to that topic. It applies to everything. Everything. Look at the, look at the vaccine conversation. You know, there are people on one side of this right now that would say you're literally murdering children. If you say this thing hurts people, you know, it's, it's, this is played everywhere. So, I mean, it's worth having a conversation about at some point, but like in, in depth, But like going back to the other point about it is, and and to add to what you're saying too, the whole Zionism angle, I think is the Mm -hmm. primary at the vehicle through which most of these things were manipulated. But going back to the the thing is really just about the narrative and and being willing to dissect these things and break them down. And it was the um, Nuremberg trial part we were talking about. And so the the point is that we should be talking about this. Like right now, whether the point was whether or not it was an illusion coming all these pieces away, (laughs) we should be talking about that in the context of today. Right. Whether these people should actually be charged with crimes against humanity. I think it's a no brainer. I mean, yeah. actually, let's you know what? Let's let me do this real quick. This I, I wasn't good. planning on playing this. Go ahead. OK, no, no, go ahead. But um, I'll say this while you're looking mm-hmm. to pull it up. But uh, it's one of the reasons I keep bringing up people like Charles Lieber, because yeah. I, I really do think they're, they have these front people that we can kind of see in the forefront today. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. We can't know until we look back in history. When mm-hmm. you're looking through it, it's really hard to see things really clearly. But I think what we're seeing is there are some key players who are very public, very visible. They will take the brunt. And then we've got, you know, all. And now the intelligence apparatus has grown so exponentially. Oh, man. And you know, we're very foolish to think that it's just here, right? You know, we have right. outfits that we coordinate all over the world. And so I think so much is done underground behind the scenes with our taxpayer dollars that we know nothing about. And so they're going to make a couple of these guys, you know, the uh, the bad guy and, you know, oh, yeah, we, we, we agree, you know, this was terrible and we're going to hold them accountable. Meanwhile, everybody else is just swept under the rug and they continue. Right, right. I mean, and I mean, it's, we can see this in, I mean, you're right. This is, this is a, not a <clears throat> unique to the United States problem, no. right? As Whitney Webb has written about the tri-national security state, like we need to realize how, and it's a good conversation to have and should be debated about who may be the leading entity. Uh-huh. Personally, I tend sure. to see Israel's government as very clearly influencing the direction of, of the U.S. and others, but people could debate that. But I think it's obvious that it's it's not just one thing. Under the Anglo-American establishment, they use the Israeli intelligence apparatus uh, that's wrapped under. Right. Oh, that's a 
fair way to put it. I mean, we're saying the same thing, essentially. Yeah. It's just being operated through that. But I think, I mean, this is what we need to realize about, not to get too off it, but Israel's government, mm-hmm. as even a lot of Jewish Israelis in that country argue, that it's it, it's a misrepresentation, you know, okay. using Zionism, conflating it with Judaism. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole point is it's, it's a very obvious manipulation at some level. And even people in Israel are very clearly seeing that, especially post-COVID-19 illusion, after it was very clear that they got tested on and most people there are going like, they're just very clearly not okay with that. I want to play this this video really quickly. Okay. Um, this is a video from uh, where was I, I want to say, say her name correctly. It was Tess Tess Lowry. Okay. You, you, we're familiar with her. We've talked yeah. about her in the past, and this is circulating right now. And it was a video that I was going to play later, but I figured since we're just talking about this, this really kind of it, it resonated with me. Okay. And what she's saying here is important because we need to stop playing this game where we pretend like this was an accident. And I also want to say before we even get into it that the conversation of of the mass psychosis. I get where people come from, where they feel like that's somehow removing accountability, Mm -hmm. but I think they can go in the same conversation where they use that against us, right? Where it wasn't that they were part of it, but rather the people were brainwashed by it. But either way, the point is we have to realize, I think, at least my, for my opinion, that the government was knowingly doing this Mm -hmm. to the point of what they're saying, genocide. And we need to kind of, when you see the full picture it's impossible not to see that from some angle that they right. were from in the inception for even before this, this was a plan. Right. right. And I mean, let's just play it. Then we can talk about it. You want to say anything before I start it? Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay. okay. Mistakes Were Not Made, An Anthem for Justice by Margaret Anna Alice. The Armenian Genocide was not a mistake. Holdemore was not a mistake. The Final Solution was not a mistake. The Great Leap Forward was not a mistake. The Killing Fields were not a mistake. Name your genocide. It was not a mistake. That includes the Great Democide of the 2020s. To imply otherwise is to give them the out they are seeking. It was not botched. It was not bungled. It was not a blunder. It was not incompetence. It was not lack of knowledge. It was not spontaneous mass hysteria. The planning occurred in plain sight. The planning is still occurring in plain sight. The philanthropaths bought the science. The modelers projected the lies. The testers concocted the crisis. The NGOs leased the academics. The scientists fabricated the findings. The mouthpieces spewed the talking points. The organizations declared the emergency. The governments erected the walls. The departments rewrote the rules. The governors quashed the rights. The politicians passed the laws. The bankers installed the control grid. The stooges laundered the money. The DAD placed the orders. The corporations fulfilled the contracts. The regulators approved the solution. The laws shielded the contractors. The agencies ignored the signals. The behemoths consolidated the media. The psychologists crafted the messaging. 
Propagandists chanted the slogans. The fact chokers smeared the dissidents. The censors silenced the questioners. The jackboots stomped the dissenters. The tyrants summoned, the puppeteers jerked, the puppets danced, the colluders implemented, the doctors ordered, the hospitals administered. The menticiders scripted, the bamboozles bleated, the totalitarianized bullied, the covidians tattled, the parents surrendered, the good citizens believed and forgot. This was calculated, this was formulated, this was focus grouped, this was articulated, this was manufactured, this was falsified, this was coerced, this was inflicted, this was denied. We were terrorized, we were isolated, we were gaslit, we were dehumanized, we were wounded, we were killed. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them get away with it. <clears throat> what's interesting is, what's interesting is that you know it's not like there's anything. It, it's powerful because it's true. Exactly. And it's just you know I want to make sure we gave credit to. Um, so it's a poem. Says, uh, let's see, it doesn't say it right in here. I, I think it listed it on the actual thing here. It's uh, Margaret Ann Alice Through the Looking Glass presents Mistakes Were Not Made, an anthem for justice read by Tess Lawry. Okay, I believe that's all. I just think it's it's really well done. And I do really think that well it, it, it just kind of strikes at the heart of, you know, people, we just, I, everything about it. Like if you really think about each moment she's talking about right. from, you know, the insurance companies who did this or the corporations who pushed that or the media, it's just, it, it's clear. Doctor's order, the hospital's administered, yeah. Man, man. I just, I hope that really can connect with some people out there. But right. the, the crux of the point is that we need to engage with this as we, as with the, with the facts on the table, right? right? We're not just guessing into this. There, it's, they would always be, rad, they would always rather be seen as incompetent than criminal. I, you know, I, this is such a pet peeve of mine because people always say that they're like, never, you know, and never accuse of malice what could just be attributed to sheer incompetence, mm. right? That, that saying, I always hear that. And I'm like, but most of these players, I'm not saying that that can't happen mm -hmm. and people are incompetent. Um, and certainly bureaucrats are very incompetent right. a, lot, a lot of the time, but. They, they've also shown incredible malice. They've oh, totally. They've shown incredible intentionality and planning and effort and, you know, uh, incrementalism, that the, the long-range efforts that, mm -hmm. you know, as you're saying, most people don't want to investigate the truth of history, so they don't realize these things are, as she, as she just said about this, this has started a long time ago. Yeah. I always bring up the first spike protein patent was a canine patent in 1991. This has been in the works for a very long time. Absolutely. And, you know, you could make an argument about whether these things are exactly the same thing or whether it was leading in the direction of this, you know, but you could track that same work all the way to, you know, what we talked about with, with Ralph Barrick and, mm -hmm. and the use of a, we're in the 90s working towards a myocarditis in, uh, in or coronavirus inducing, myocarditis induced, how am I saying that wrong? A coronavirus that induces myocarditis. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and and literally working on that to create myocarditis in rabbits using coronavirus. Exactly. And it's just like we can't put these pieces together or they were trying to use that same work and trying to spread it by self-spreading vector in caves, oh, you know, yeah. and it's, it's so many possibilities there, you know. Anyway, back the point, though, is I, I agree. And I think the reality is that I think they're almost always criminal as opposed to incompetent. And they lean in aggressively into that. It's always it's an easy thing to pull at the end to be like, oh, well, we thought we did what was right with limited information. We hear that every day now. And how interesting that, you know, when they do this, which it's really every arrow points to them being incriminated and they should be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And then they just claim incompetence. Oops, we made a mistake. We didn't know. We deserve amnesty. But when journalists make a mistake, a genuine mistake, mm -hmm. they're liars and, you know, they have to be taken down and they should be, you know, yeah. sued and thrown in jail. I mean, the hypocrisy of that. And I don't actually Striking. think it's hypocrisy. I think it's a, an exertion of power. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. a way of, uh, you know, throwing in, in your face. Like, we can do what we want. It's rules for me, not for me. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's just so simple to play that game and just to walk away acting like, you know, we, we like, well, and of course, the point to add to that is that they can always just resign in disgrace. And apparently that's enough. Right. I make that joke all the time. I'm like, next time I get charged for a crime, can I just quit my job? And we're, and we're good, right? <laughs> we're okay? No, it doesn't work for us. You know, it's, it's such an, they, they think that's enough that, oh, well, we're disgraced. And it's a, they, they like Boris Johnson or plenty of others that just kind of walk away into the background. It's like, yep. yeah, they're, they're, they're like literal uh, war criminals at this point. Yeah. You know I mean? What, we actually need to come up with a different term that applies to the COVID-19, you know, medical tyranny criminals i don't know something else that would work but war yeah. criminal it is a war on your it body is. so that's yeah, fair for sure. yeah war on humanity yeah it's 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 a in my opinion it is the biggest thing i think i've ever seen i mean it's hard to compare it with like for example things like ohio which is right. another topic right now that i don't know if you saw it's the, even the guardian just reported that the levels they're finding are a hundred times the cancer causing level and so they're being caught in real time and yet nothing is changing <laughs> nothing is changing and uh yeah, I, I'm going to have to, uh, we'll, we'll talk offline about it, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I just saw that uh, Dr. Lee was talking about how she doesn't think that this is a, a medical crisis, that mm -hmm. it's more of a power crab for land. That's possible. That's true. I've heard the dispute on that very line, but it doesn't have and to be food. one or, one or the right. other. I think it's right. both. I think it's both, but I was just thinking it would be really interesting. Maybe I'll do a show with the three mm -hmm. of us. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. talk about it. Yeah, because I, I think it is both. I think both are yeah. true. Um, but it's interesting when you're talking about just like like that, for instance, it's mm -hmm. localized and you were saying how you think COVID is the biggest uh, that's ever been done. And I think what they do is they beta test. Mm -hmm. And so all of these other, you know, they lay the ground, they set the foundation and it's like a building block. Mm. So I don't think that COVID could have happened without, you know, some of oh, these totally. other things. Oh, totally. 100%. So, yeah, they, well, because they have to get it's you. Also, it's on a global, you know, it's a worldwide scale, so it's yeah. much bigger than. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the main good point to make there to, for why we know that this is like there, there's no way you could have executed that simultaneous kind of global. That's never happened before, as far as we know, right? right. And so clearly there was coordination. They clearly had planned. There were steps, whether that's the two vent two hundred one kind of coordination right. or you know something. They clearly walked people into this, and I do think that there are choices made by governments that they knew were you know, things that we weren't privy to. Right. But I also do think that a lot of them just took the bait. A lot of them just got yeah. played, you know, and we saw things change as time went forward, you know, so it's, it's hard to tell, but 
Yeah. I think it's a combination, but I, that's always how it works, right? Mm-hmm. There's always the uh, integral players and the, the people who execute the plans. And then there's the useful idiots who do their bidding for them. Yeah. Oh, always, always. And I think far too many people still take at face value what these liars want to tell you. And it kills me. Like even people that know better, you know, right. but, but so since we brought it up, yes, it, it's, it is definitely an interesting discussion, right? So th- yes. this, this is, so where we're at right now, and I, I would like, give me your insight on what you're hearing from the, the other, because I, I haven't dove too far into the, the, the data, as far as I can tell, seems pretty clear. I know right. le- there's, there's caveats, unless it wasn't vinyl chloride, which even then there's arguments that it was like vinyl Dean chloride, but that would still, a chlorinated product would still create dioxins, yeah. right? So whether it was something completely different, which I actually asked because 10 days went by, nobody's talking about it. Right. The way that it was super shadowy and that no, like the first responders didn't know what was on them, even though they had this app that was supposed to tell them yeah. in the trains. There's all these weird things that kind of suggest that there's something on there that and we didn't the know about. ID thing, that was that was super weird. suspicious. But it had been going on before that. And it had been, that's, that same thing has been done in a lot of different states. So like, you know, it could be, I, t- I talked about it and I thought it was interesting and it was rolled out, but I kind of think it was more of just kind of alignment with the timing. But it's, it's just my opinion. I don't think we can tell for sure. But I don't know that we can tell for sure. But I mean, my uh, and this is just my like speculation, but I'm inclined to think that they use that as kind of a beta test and that that's yeah. in the works for a long time. Because I do think that the movie White Noise was predictive programming. Okay. And I, I think that they're so they kind of knew that that was going to happen. And even if they've rolled out these my ideas in other places, you're still going to have to test it somewhere. Yeah, so here's yeah. this perfect opportunity. We'll create this crisis, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have to use this technology that we've already created. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely considered and entertained the the possibility that yeah. this was completely engineered. Right. But until we can prove that, I feel yeah, like, no, you know, because it's hard. We should consider that. But, yeah. like, there's so many opens there, like, you know, whether or not, you know, that was the case and then whether or not they were they did, in fact, make this happen as opposed to just taking advantage of something that happened right. or, you know, it's all these. And so I'm with you there. We should ask those questions. But with what we could prove. Right. right. So what we know, at least what we're being told is the story is that they, that happened. And then this was dumped, which from inception, from the beginning, it's obviously the, the, it's almost as if they chose to do what would maximize the problem at every single step. Right. right. So that's why I'm like, there's something suspicious. But so they burn something. They say it's vinyl chloride. And so that produces dioxins for sure if right. it's vinyl chloride. OK, so my problem is that we do now we have testing and the EPA is refusing to test for dioxins, which is super suspicious. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we get testing from Texas A&M, from Indiana, from these different independents, and all of them are finding levels that are dangerous. Right. So my concern now, so first of all, playing devil's at or rather just considering that perspective, sure. how would that play into it in your mind? So that let's just say it was completely engineered. Right. And so now we're now we're finding that it is dioxins on the ground. How do you think that goes forward? Is that part of the plan? Like just theorizing. I mean, my theory is yes, mm-hmm. I would absolutely think so, because I think that- To get the to, land, to, to make them well, lie about it, essentially. Well, yeah, but also it's a cover for so many things, mm-hmm. right? It's a cover for all these illnesses and everything that's yeah, happening, I'm right? That. Can, and, the and symptoms not, are like perfectly overlapped. It's crazy. Just perfectly, right? <laughs> you know, magic. And uh, yeah, and it doesn't just affect, that's the thing about when these things happen locally, mm-hmm. you know, they like to claim, oh, well, you know, it's just- it's just the people in that region, but that's not true. Right. Like the, you know, the air travels and yeah. the water travels. So, you know, the effects are much wider spread than what they like to claim. So in your opinion, do you think that 
there is a problem with what was burned, but it's also going after the land kind of a thing? I think it's both. Okay, so... Really, well, it's, it's the land, and it's also it's a huge food center. Like yes, mass, yeah, that's uh, a big deal. Whichever way this goes, that's a big deal, right? If huge. they're taking the land, that's terrible. If they just poisoned everybody, that's also yeah. same way. Right? And I kind of think that it's all of the above. I know I sound like a like horrible cynic and uh, but welcome I to the team of, I know that, <laughs> right like I, again i know that we don't have the direct evidence to prove all of this but knowing their agenda it seemed very aligned and it seems like they're killing many birds with one stone so it seems like a win-win for all of their yeah plans yeah it's just hard to tell i mean you know if, i just don't see how it fits together with the way that it's gone like i just with until we can prove that there was an engineered right. aspect to it which i'm open to yeah. i think it's just like i've been saying from the beginning we just have to re like just don't miss the forest for the trees right, right? right we don't need to look for the bigger picture it's happening and it's crazy like they're covering up the fact that this was a if that's what happened the biggest environmental disaster i think we've ever seen in this yeah. country yeah. where the like the di the dioxins which at least they're now claiming they've tested and have found if, if the levels they're finding, that guarantees that when they burned this, it went very far. I mean, CNN reported in 1995 that it can go thousands of miles. You know, so my concern then is that if this was actually just malfeasance, just, you know, criminal, you know, cover up, that we now have a really big problem that then will also be used because, well, now cancers aren't being caused by the injections or, you know, there's all this. But I, I think this is actually a disaster. Like, well, I genuinely I, think that. I would absolutely agree. And with, I mean, even with the cancer alone, I, I did a show on this because I really think cancer is a huge money laundering scheme. I agree. You know, God, it drives me crazy. By their own admission, they're going to need uh, like tenfold the amount of money, but the the problem is going to increase exponentially. Money for what? The injection, you mean? No, no, no. For uh, for cancer research. Oh God! They need. They, they were saying. I don't remember the exact numbers, but they need an insane amount. They're requesting that they need. You know tremendous amount of money to conduct research because they've done so well so far exactly. <laughs> but, but that's just it though by their own God. admission they say that the problem is increasing exponentially and i'm like and they, i wonder they why talk about how much money they already have God. right so what what did you do with all that what where right. did it go and what is and advertising how is it helping? Albert Borla just came out arguing that they're he just they're now going into the the realm of cancer and so on too. Mm -hmm. But so my, my big thing would be to point out that when they do the um, what's the term the you know breast cancer awareness week, right. it's like is anybody out there confused that breast cancer exists? I think we all know that it's there. Right. We don't need any more awareness, right? What we need is actual research. Now, the point is, if you look it up, and there's been great articles written about this. If you look it up, they put it's it's an outsized amount of the money goes right more into more advertising. Of course. So it's it's a it's a money making scheme. And those... there have been countless people, doctors and uh, medical experts that have actually found treatments and cures absolutely uh, that are Cannabis. much cheaper and accessible to you know mass production and mass access. And of course, that that some of them have been put in jail. That some yeah, of them course. have been silenced. I mean, so they they don't seem to really, as much as they keep advertising, they don't seem to really want to cure the problem. Well, they don't. I mean, it, there's plenty of documents behind the scenes that show them these companies themselves talking about like prof. They don't. They, there's no profit in curing people, right? It's about the continued treatment. We all seem to know this today, you know. Yeah. So, it, but I just to tie this mm -hmm. to the cancer problem because if this is a carcinogenic mm -hmm. and they're covering up, they're buying the time, right? And uh, the, we also have all of these injections that we are seeing a rise in cancer with. So it does seem like whether whether it was intentional or not, they could use it both Definitely. as a cover. They could also use it to uh, advertise for more money and more 
quote unquote research to right. find the cure that they don't seem to be able to find. Yeah, you know, you know actually, what's the, and I agree with all of that. I think yeah. that we just need to be open to all these different angles to it, and, right. and you know, make sure we don't go with unless we can prove it. You know, and I yeah. think that's important today. But but in general, I think the bigger thing that opened up for me in all this research is whether or not this story is is true, right? Whether or not this is in fact way it went down. Apparently, there's this completely undiscussed, which now they're using background problem that's been there for decades right. of dioxins that are apparently 150 times the level of safety. They're just generally around you right now or or F P, uh, PFAS, forever yeah. chemicals, which only just now when all of a sudden they're shipping stuff to across state lines from Ohio, they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we don't even look if there's forever chemicals, which they can't actually deal with. It's just like this madness or, or uh, benzene, for example, mm -hmm. that came up in this discussion because of this accident. And all of a sudden people are going, wait a minute, why is this really dangerous cancer causing chemical in all these products, in skincare products yep. for children? And there's no justification for it. Yep. It's just there's it seems like we are clearly being poisoned in a thousand different ways. And it only matters when they can use it. Right. right? And now we're pointing at it. They're like, oh, wait, I literally saw an article. I think it was actually the EPA that came up and said, we're going to start caring about benzene. We're going to start asking questions about this right after we all started pointing at it. You know, right. and so you didn't know you can prove they had all these articles that have been talked about for a decade. Yeah. Why didn't they do anything then? Yeah. You know, because they don't care about you. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> they don't love you. They don't love you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole uh, SSRI uh, news <sighs> reports, right? I mean, they those studies were done in the 90s, the majority of them. Yeah. You know, that, that breaks my heart. important. <laughs> Well, in case you guys don't know about that story, I mean, it's very close to home for me. See, I had a very my best friend in, in in life took his own life because he got prescribed antidepressants, and this this was like a month later. We, one of the most jovial people I've ever met in my life, and it's just you know sad. But the point is that that's something that is known that we've talked about that people have discussed on talk shows, and only recently they came out and were like, "Oh, it looks like they don't work, and they actually make you more prone to kill yourself." And, and you know, it cause a whole host of other <sighs> medical and physiological problems. Yeah, it's depressing. It's depressing. But don't worry, they have a solution. They have. Uh, they're going to have all these uh, synthetic pharmacological plant medicine treatments for you. I'm not really sure how that works if it's plants and synthetic, but don't worry about it. Yeah. It'll all make don't sense. Read the label. Yeah, just do yeah. what you're told. <laughs> I, this is a, this tweet I just brought up is an, is interesting. So I saw this this morning, and it goes to like pretty much everything we just talked about in the you know basically using their own problem to to justify their next step. And so th this is uh, the Guardian came out today and said global freshwater demand will outstrip supply by forty percent. Can you guess by what year? Twenty thirty, of course. You know everything converges at twenty thirty, says experts. And my point is, okay, so whether that's even true, which I think we should genuinely, genuinely question if they're even just making right, it up. Right. But the second paragraph reads, governments must urgently stop subsidizing the extraction and overuse of water through misdirected agricultural subsidies and industries from mining to manufacturing must be made to overhaul their wasteful practices, according to a landmark report. So we have like fracking and all these different things that just waste monumental amounts of water. Right, right now in California, they're dumping gallons and gallons out of Folsom Lake that no one seems to care about. Mm -hmm. The point is, in all these different angles, they know it's the government that doing, that's doing this, right? Or the the allowing Nestle to come in and just buy up rights to water, right? right? And yet the next paragraph, the beginning of that paragraph says, nations must start to manage water as a global common good. Oh, great. So I said, so the government has created, allowed this problem. So it only makes sense to now allow the responsible parties to manage the same issue, right? Yeah. It's like, this is governance of the 20, this is where, this is governance of today. It's everywhere yeah. I look right now. It blows me away. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, you should definitely make sure that the 
the serial killer in your neighborhood is the one who's going to protect your children from the serial killer. Of course. I mean, logical, right? Yeah. Uh, it just kills me that it's so obvious. I know. Just we're gonna we're seeing it already. We're gonna see the the mRNA cancer injections justified by the fact that this is a rising problem. I literally just saw. I think the Guardian write about the high. Uh, um, what was it? Was it the mort- infant mortality rate or one of these conversations? Like it's a brand new thing, and we're totally baffled. We don't know what's going on. You know, everybody knows what's going on. I, and they keep saying the doctors just don't understand it. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I don't know where you've been the past three years. It seemed perfectly obvious to me, and I don't have a medical degree. Well, at the very least, they could at least include in the article, but, you know, the vaccination has been shown to cause this exact thing, but we don't think that's the case. They don't even mention it. No, so course. it's obvious that they know what the big, gigantic Pfizer elephant in the room is. They just yeah. don't want to point at it. Yeah. That's depressing. And then it goes speaks to Tess's, you know, discussion right there. They all just go along to get along. You and know? They're just, they just happen to be working on a myocarditis vaccine, but... For no reason. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not because these things cause myocarditis. That's, that's not it. My God. Well, it looks like we're getting to uh, the end in general on time. I feel like we should just get into one more last topic okay. here and uh, kind of, well, maybe we can go off this last part that I think people are going to be very interested in. Okay. The, the direction of all of this, I think we've all kind of come to realize is this great reset push in a thousand different angles. And that's not debatable. I think that's the crazy part about right now is that they're telling you what they're going to do. They're, this is what's going to happen. We're going to do this. We're going to have CBDCs. We're going to have digital ID. And then you get the people that seemingly follow those groups that come about come and attack you for pointing out that they're doing it because you're a conspiracy theorist, apparently. Of course. It's kind of mind-blowing. But we do have this real direction already coming forward. And this is from March 16th, Reclaim the Net. Western governments are on the verge of introducing expiring money. Now, the only way they can do that is with digital currency. Right. So the point is they're already talking about what they called a conspiracy theory, which is to have digital currency that slowly loses value so you can't save money. Right. They'll sure have they'll have a loophole, I'm sure, but not the average person, you know? So this the, Yeah, exactly. I know this is the um the European Central Bank. So just central banks. <laughs> they're right, deciding right, yeah. how they're gonna control your money. The central banks, yeah. Right, right. I just, I'm very, I'm genuinely worried about this, about where this is going I and how. So, so, so sorry to cut no, you off, go ahead, but go I, I just want to share this. Mm-hmm. I'm so concerned about this and this is like so infuriating to me. I had shared um, on Instagram and look, I, I don't have evidence. This could have totally been just like a fake fictitious thing that somebody put out there to scare people. Mm-hmm. But my point, and I made it really clear when I shared it was that this is their goal. I've read enough of their documents. I've watched enough of these videos. I know this is where they want us to go. So whether this is real, like happening already and they're releasing it later mm-hmm. or not is kind of irrelevant because my point was I want people to, I actually like that even if it was a fictitious like role play type scenario, even if that's all it was, it makes it real for people so mm-hmm. they Maybe some people will say, oh, my gosh, this is not a good thing. And I don't want to opt in because they need people to opt in. And I think the way they're really going to try and entice people, I think it's multifaceted. But I think, of course, they're trying with the bank collapse. They want people to feel desperate. I think they're pulling in from like the truther angle where people are, you know, realizing the fiat currency is a complete lie and they Mm -hmm. want it to implode, not realizing that's just going to add to more chaos, which is exactly what they want because it's a breeding ground for usurpation. And then, of course, they're... um, 
and so they're coming at it from all these different angles. Of course, you know, there's the they're just going to they can just uh, take all the crypto, re- regulate yeah. that so that that can't be used. And the only one that can be used is the fed- federal one, you know, and then, of course, the central bank right. digital right. currency. Um, but in any case, this was like a, a role play scenario or, you know, perhaps a theoretical something that's happening. And it was supposedly a leaked document, but it talked about, so this is the other thing, they talked about the UBI. And I think that's going to be a huge component. Mm -hmm. They're going to entice people, especially people who feel desperate if they're successful with more of these bank collapsing and people are, I mean, the inflation rates are already so high Mm -hmm. and the interest rates are going up more. They've already announced that. So people are hurting. Yeah, It'll make it more difficult to get loans and everything else. And I think they're going to entice them by saying, hey, opt into this UBI and then, don't worry, we've got, we're going to make it so convenient for you. Mm-hmm. We have a digital UBI. You don't have to do a thing. You don't have to carry cash. You don't have to track anything. And this was a whole scenario and it was about, and I'm going to blank on the different levels, but it was essentially what Klaus talks about right. with having a cast system mm-hmm. right. and on a UBI. And I talked and I got such backlash for sharing this, you know, from people who are supposedly awake, mm-hmm. people who are like, talking about the Great Reset and, like, doing conferences on it. I'm like, how can, how can you not pay attention to this? Right. And then when I've had, when I uh, shared that, you know, the executive order uh, that Biden was doing, the 14067, oh, that's just research. I'm like, yeah, you know, they just like to research things for the hell of it, you know, because. Like, There's too much of this happening in the independent media sphere right now where it's like the same thing we talked about with the 9-11, no point. Yeah. You know, there's these wedge issues that are getting inserted into the community, which we should f- feel comfortable debating. But it's not about debating these things. It's about people going, you think that, then you're not on our side anymore. And, and that's, yeah, and, it, and I, whether it's honest or not, it's, 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 its origin is dishonest, in my opinion. You know? And it plays into their hands. That's what they want. And mm-hmm. that's why I do think some of it is a you know, infiltration. I, I do too. think these narratives are infiltrated to divide and conquer. I do too. But even if they're not, like, it's why take that kind of bait? Why are you pitting people? We need a bigger tent. We don't need more division. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what you were saying before about people coming to the table with conversation. I'm not somebody who believes that you should dance around where you stand. We're human beings. We cannot absolve ourselves of our bias. I think right. we should put our bias up front. Mm-hmm. But we should we all have, have the curiosity. Yeah. So say, hey, this is where I stand. This is what I believe. This is what I think. But I'm open to new data, new information. Let's have a conversation. Absolutely. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe I, I'm going to think I'm even more right. I don't know. Yeah, right. And and still walk away going, okay, we're it's okay. We have different opinions. Like yeah. it's amazing that we don't that that's even seen as the opposite of the like people that that's attacked today. Yeah. You know, it's just incredible this this inversion of the reality where people are now attacked. Like the same a little part of that is like you're online and somebody shares a screenshot of something and you're like, hey, could you share the link? And then you get attacked by 35 people. Well, you can't do your own research. I'm like, whoa. I didn't even attack. I just asking casually. Like, right. meanwhile, I am searching for it. I already got it, but I thought maybe I'd ask first. You know, <laughs> it's like, geez. And there's there's this act of kind of in it's driving people to not want to do due diligence. It's the same Twitter files thing I always talk about. I genuinely think that's a, like a operation being done behind the scenes. It's concerning. But to so the the CBDC thing, I think is the central point for me and whether or not or rather specifically the crypto yeah. about how that's playing right now because i i really do believe that the whole banking discussion and how this is being used the timing of it all yeah. is meant to usher in the cbdc's like too. you're talking about but to what you were saying i think it'd go one of two ways either what you said makes a lot of sense so i well, either way it, it, it suggests people driving people into a place of insecurity so that could be like pulling the rug out so the whole system comes down and they're like, don't worry though. Don't worry. We've got you. Here's your CBDC card. Right. And no one's going to want that, but they're like, well, I don't have my money now. So, right. and that would make, I think that's the most logical way they could do this. 
the other way would have to be much more complicated, but less obvious, which I don't know, would have to be some kind of a a situation where people are are wanting that. Like there's a reason they're insecure and they just go, okay, well, I'll take that instead for a benefit. I don't know. What do you think? I think they're testing both. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to test how much leverage, how much control they actually have. And so that's why they're planting all these seeds. They're, you know, there's all this stuff going on with the different banks. I think that in certain areas that this is for a long time, they've been trying to roll out these UBIs. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly California, New York places are more, you know, open to this sort of thing, but they've been really pushing hard mm-hmm. uh, for that. And I think that as they make the economy more and more uh insufferable you know people are facing harder time right. they will feel more inclined to take the bait for something like a uh you know ubi and I, agree. Uh, I think they're also doing the you know the convenience game they they always sell it as you know this is right. sexy this is convenient you know it's going to be so easy i mean why not just get the chip in your hand and you can just swipe and right go. right that's always how it starts right where it's like here are all the benefits and then it's going to be the opposite where oh well if you don't have it you go to the back of the line and then it becomes you're killing grandma right and now you go to jail if you don't do it and it's like we've, we've seen this go through every possible angle recently but yeah I, I i think that so even that discussion is about driving people whether long-term or not into a position where they just need help yeah. And they go here. Here's a UBI. Here's a help or whatever else. You're right. Maybe it could be a few different angles. But be- I'm most concerned about the the bank thing, though. Like right now, if for some reason this was like the whole rug got pulled out, like right. 2008, and it really collapsed, how does that not perfectly go in the direction they wanted to? It does. That, I, I think so too. The only way that it can go. Well, well, I don't want to say the only way, but it's a. It, I, I think it's the perfect breeding ground for them. But my concern is that they because it's I, they're. I'm seeing two camps really brew. There's mm-hmm. the the people who are very bought into that system. And, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, 2008, as if 2008 was not planned. And it was just a crash. And, right. you know, what's going to happen? And so people are worried and they're pulling their money out and they're trying to figure out what to do. But then I'm also seeing this rise of people who are realizing, I mean, a lot of people have known for a long time, but there's a real mass, I think, awakening to, and I think crypto, the whole FTX scandal mm-hmm. really illuminated this for a lot of people yeah, yeah. that our fiat currency is a complete scam and while that's absolutely true we don't the reason it works is because enough people believe the lie exactly and if not enough people believe the lie we're left with complete utter chaos because most people don't have a homestead and know how to you know just be completely self-sufficient at, or not, at all <laughs> today exactly. especially and I do, I mean, I have faith in humanity. I think, you know, people figure things out and maybe, you know, we'll return to some, you know, archaic kind of bartering system. I don't mean mm-hmm. that to be, you know, derogatory or pejorative. Uh, right. But, <laughs> I just, but the thing is that that transition period is going to be brutal. Yep. And it's mass chaos. And the problem is in that time of chaos, that's a breeding ground for usurpation. And that's what they want. So I right. think they don't really care which way it goes. They just want the chaos so that they can come in with their solution and seize the power. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we are, in Matt's recent article, we were just talking about, and we, you, I think you even talked about this on your show. It's, it's a, something that a lot of people brought up, that in their own conversations, as of even recently, they make it clear that like this is transition is you know for the greater good. Oh, yeah. However, there's going to be a period where you won't have a job and you're going to be unhappy and nothing's wrong. Not that you own nothing and you're happy part. That comes way later, they're telling you. This is like in the mean, in the in the interim, you know, you're going to be struggling, but it's all good because it's for everyone's benefit. That's okay. like, how do you just take that on the that's like you know, pay your ten thousand dollar energy bill because Putin. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is buying this stuff? But there's some people, it's, it's kind of scary. Many, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I do. I see that being the direction where, you know, hopefully it's not cat chaotic, but I think the chaos benefits where they want to go with I this, so you know, and go ahead. And I was just going to say, and it's really scary because I think what people don't understand is that CBDCs aren't necessarily just financial control, mm -hmm. uh, which that alone is scary enough. Yeah. But what they could do with that, I mean, and they're doing all these 15 minute cities that are already rolling out all over the world, really. Right. And people think they're safe because they think they have this illusion of I'm in a red state. It couldn't happen here. And that, that's such a lie. It's happening it is. here. Here's, here's a good point. Keep going. I'm just going to yeah. bring up this tweet uh, to show you that. But if that if that gets, you know, really rolled out on a mass scale, and they're successful with that, and they combine it with the CBDCs, they already have the geofencing in place mm -hmm. to completely restrict mobility and uh, communication. They can effectively just shut you off, completely just shut you off. Right. So unless you are, and I, I, they want to do it to people who are off the grid as well. So they're not really safe either, unfortunately. I mean, obviously, if you're self-deficient, you know, you're, you have more resources mm -hmm. at your disposal, but you're, they're targeting them as well. It's on the surface of their conversation. I mean, nobody should be debating this right now. They openly came out and said, if you didn't take this shot, let's say you shouldn't be able to live your life. Or, right. and I mean, right now they, you see them rationalizing like, well, let's stop, let's make red meat attacks or illegal because of what we believe. It's everywhere. So it's not hard to think that they could just turn you off. What I'm showing here is Tom Wren sharing this about a list of states and the bills that will facilitate the implementation of CBDCs. It is everywhere, guys. Right. I see Kentucky on there. I see a lot. And it's the point is, too. right. The point is down here, it, uh, this already passed in, in, um, in uh, wait, NM. What's NM? North, wait, what's NM? Uh, NM? Am I feeling stupid? I'm like, that doesn't resonate with a state for me. Mexico? Oh, is that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> well, there you go. I am dumb. So, but then it says the sponsor is a Republican. The point simply is that there's, this is not bipartisan. This is not partisan. No. There, and I would argue it's clearly at least slanted, but it's, there's a lot. And the problem is that everybody in this is going to go, oh, those, then they're rhinos. It's like, come on. You're probably, you may be right, but let's just realize that it's just one party and it's not that, you know, there's the right kind of Republicans and wrong. I'm hoping they can see through that. But here's the here's a clip that I'll play real quickly. It's a short one of yeah. the president of BIS uh, International Settlements saying the exact point we're making, that this is what they'll do. They can just turn you off. Friends, in, with the CBDC is the central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. Okay. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. The bottom line is that, you know, they have the technology to enforce their their control over what you can use it on. Yep. Simple. It's very, very clear. And they all and they all know this here. Here's MasterCard as of the 16th oh, of March yeah. certified in the UK as a trusted provider of a completely fake news story. That's not happening. Right. Digital ID services right, that apparently right. is not real, you know, and everywhere you look, this is already being rolled out in Canada. And this I think we both I think if this was on Pirate Stream or something we've talked about, but. You can see that this group in Canada that's working for digital identity is completely linked with, what do you know, Equifax, your credit score. What a surprise. It's not, it's on the surface, guys. They are actively trying to control you through this social credit. Here's 15-minute city arguments in China where she's having to scan her face. 
to get through a checkpoint. Like this is where it's going. Yep. Right? We this all exactly see this coming. People don't realize it's happening in the UK. Like, and they're, they really are aggressive. Yeah. Going south. They're calling it traffic control system. <sighs> it's crazy. And, and people know it's not a traffic control system. Within their own videos, they actually let it out of the bag that you do need a special a permit. They just go, like, oh, no, you won't be stopped, but you just need to get a simple permit. It's like, what? <laughs> so now we need a permit to be able to travel freely? Well, that violates inter- free movement. That's international law. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's just crazy. And then just the last part I go into is... violation of the Constitution. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, internationally speaking, it's it's just, you know, international law, right? Oh, the totally. free, you know, but the, the, then this is just the next level of this for me, where this is going, the nanotechnology, yes, the exactly neuro... exactly where I'm super, when I was saying that it's not just financial, because really, right. they ultimately want to chip you. And I really just want to stress this before you go into this, because mm-hmm. when people... People have this concept, oh, well, I'm not going to let them put a chip in my head. You don't understand. They have technology where they don't have to implant a chip. It doesn't even have to be in your head. doesn't have to be in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, they have technology where they can use frequency. They can use a multitude of different, very advanced mechanisms Absolutely. to be able to uh, use a remote manipulation. Yeah. I mean, my audience is very familiar. There's a video uh, I, I've played a lot in the past. Uh, I'll have to find it for the future. It's a it's a symposium, I think 2010, 11, I forget. But so he's speaking on on smart dust. And mm-hmm, and, right. and this is at a time in then where he's saying this has been here for 10 years. Yes. And he's talking about how at that time it was like the t- a tenth the size of a piece of paper and it's dust. You blow I it in the air and it will that. land yeah. on your skin. And he, he shows one that literally works on the, on your body's motion, on the heat. You don't need any electric, you don't need anything to charge it. And it has an R- a communication device. I mean, this was, this was, in what early 2000s right. imagine what they have today and the point is that all of this to your point could have already been done for all we know exactly and i'm not saying we can prove that but that's a valid point to make yeah. and for those in the podcast it says your brain may not be private much longer this is march 17th and it's overlap with all these things we talked about the the this is a davos meeting where they're talking about um having your brain linked for your computer and you know your your your, your boss can internet look at your brain waves to the internet of bodies yep and she's oh and they'll have a, a thing that they can give them a little buzz if they're if they're not working hard enough and like this is a promotion like this is on the surface of where this goes and it just and they're incorporating this technology in uh, sel uh, education for children oh my god so that's so scary. horrifying yeah. cuz think about what that will turn them into worse than our pressing based you know working cog school system as it is now you know just the, I've shown these to my audience at the point in the past. Just the, this is the, the uh, Regina Dugan speaking, uh, this head of DARPA speaking about this pill, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll use yeah, that yeah. To, to end with and let you guys watch that. Sure. But it's, it's really alarming that she is openly speaking about this pill that you can swallow that basically turns your body into, um, you know, the, what's the word they use? The, the, a way you can like, uh, access things. Like, so you can, you know, log into your phone <laughs> just by rubbing your hand over to whatever right. your body becomes the token. The, the, the whatever, I think that's the term she uses. But the point is that they, they, this is not a secret. They're openly driving in this direction. They want to be able to influence our bodies, what we can do. And I just, it really does concern me, guys. I really do think that we should all be aware of where this goes and what they want to accomplish and not be swayed by the, the you know, peanut gallery and the glitter and the yeah distractions yeah definitely i mean more like the people on twitter they're like you're wrong you're dumb that's not true and you're like i've got the document right here (laughs) you know it's like it's right in front of us that drives me so bonkers you know it's like uh i'm showing to you just read it you you don't have to like when i talk about the uh 2026 uh in the infrastructure bill the Mm -hmm. cars will have the kill switch Mm -hmm, right and i went and i found it and i posted Arnie, you're talking crazy nonsense. This isn't true. This is all speculation. I'm like, just read it. I went right. through the trouble to find it's thousands of pages in this right. bill, and I found the section. Just read it. 
I don't don't kill the messenger. There's, right? there's just so much assumption happening. You know, and look, we're all guilty of it. We all I've yeah. done it by myself where, you know, you're in a rush and you get the thing and you, you know, you think the person who did the work, you're in your mind, you're like, oh, I trust that they, they right. do good work. And then you find out later that they were wrong, probably by accident. We all fall into it. But today it's just everywhere. I just got into this online the other day just because, you know, somebody posted an old video right. that was old and it was from January. Okay. And I just was like, guys, like, and it was like, like a win. Like, look at this. It's about the investigation of the stroke connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it posted and they said this, we did it and we got them and then whatever it was, it was like, we, we got them. Right. That's and the point is that was concluded the next day and they came out and said nothing there. And my point is not that we should trust what the CDC said. The point is why is this account sharing an old video as if we gain something from it when it takes 10 seconds to look into it and find that they didn't do what they said they were going to do. The CDC lied. That's the point. But that people in these large accounts are, are either not doing their due diligence or they're right. just blatantly lying to people. Right. But all the followers assume and jump into it and attack you for trying to show them the truth. And it's just like, it's impossible today. All we can, we just got to do what we think is right yep. at any moment in time. That's the best we can do. Totally. But uh, unless you got anything else to say, I was just going to wrap with that video and let them see yeah, this is where it's so. going. I think that's a- I, I know exactly which video. I think that's a great yeah. one to show and to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. It was All right. great. Yeah. Good show yeah. as always. And yeah. definitely I'll show up on time next time so we can have Scott till the very end. So thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, as always, you know, make sure you're questioning everything and, and yes. continuing to share all this information because uh, it's important and people need, there's a lot of people out there that just don't know where to look. And right? look at all narratives before you decide your own. Right. Right. Exactly. Question even your own perspectives and you know, what you're, what you're, researching and so on because we can fall down those rabbit holes but all right guys we'll leave it there and we'll see you next time thanks for showing up